0: Steven, uh you have you have an idea for a movie. Right, it's called Juggalo to Juggalo. It's starring Tim Allen and it's kind of a sequel to Jungle to Jungle, except this time his divorced wife moves to Ohio instead of to Venezuela and Tim Allen has to go collect his son there who's turned into a Juggalo cuz he's been basically raised right. in a porta potty. Um Okay. Mm. Yeah. And it's going to have Jonathan Taylor Thomas uh, made young to look young.
1: Return, uh, he's going to be, they're not going to get a young actor. They're just going to right. get a de-aged Jonathan Taylor yeah. Thomas. Well,
0: wait. they don't need to pay for some new hot young actor like uh, Timothy yeah, Chalamet know. or whatever. You know, you can get Jonathan Taylor Thomas and make him look young like they did in The Irishman.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. Ex- I mean, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, he hasn't worked in a long time. He's probably, you know, starving for roles, right? You know? Yeah. He's, starv- He's of- literally starving on the streets now. Oh, like, just, just like uh, uh, Bobby Driscoll. You ever know about Bobby Driscoll? No. Uh, Bobby Driscoll was the voice of Disney's Peter Pan and uh, eventually got way into heroin and died uh, alone and was buried in a pauper's grave. Wow. Oh my goodness! And also, we have Marino.
2: Yay. <laughs> hey, how are you? Hello, I'm excited to be back. Really excited. I uh, I just think that uh, Juggalo to Juggalo sounds like a, a fun romp for the whole family. So we're already off to a good start. Yeah, that's yeah. why
0: we had we, we had you on today was because um, about my good movie idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We specifically <laughs> your
1: Juggalo expertise. You drink that Fego. You drink that. You drink that go.
2: I do, yeah. No, I'm, I'm all about the uh, the discount. Uh, although sometimes, you know, on a Friday night, I like to pop a, uh, my favorite Rush mixtape mix and dip into some Shasta. Dip and, into uh, some Shasta. Play, play, right, a, right. Play, a Space Invaders. play a
1: Space Invaders game. You know, you're back in the '80s again. You have no date. Mm-hmm. You're just uh, you're just uh, scrolling along, getting your sugar high. And, you know, that's what, that's what the juggalos are doing as well. You know, they're getting high on sugar. There's no drugs, famously,
0: <laughs> at juggalo gatherings. They're, they're straight-edge. <laughs> are that's there
1: some... straight-edge juggalos?
0: Oh, yes, there are. I definitely okay. know there are some straight-edge yeah. juggalos. I mean, it's too cool of a thing to do concurrently, <laughs> you know? I mean, your power level is pretty high when you're straight-edge. You get to do, like, the X with your hands. And, yeah. And it's just, it really goes well with the makeup you get to do straight-edge juggalo makeup where
1: you put an X, X's over your eyes, right? Right. You know, Uh, that would be, I think, do you have any, because there is a desire to clown. I feel like if I observe many, many cultures, sort of, if you look at Crumping or Insane Clown Posse or the Joker, even, Mm -hmm. as a cultural figure, uh, uh, one that is especially relevant to uh, people that feel uh, downtrodden, like they just want to go beast mode one day, or you know, just you know, get Joker-fied one day. And uh, I, there, there is something about, or even, and in, in its darkest recesses, John Wayne Gacy. What is it about clowning,
2: Marina? Do you have a point. I was going to go back even further to the literary figure of the fool in King Lear specifically. Uh, King Lear is a very serious figure who is very invested in serious life. And then when that's all undone by a familial betrayal, like there's the fool there just like, ha, told you so, life is random and cruel. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, it is just sort of like something that the downtrodden turn to. Another thing, the other day, like just yesterday, I saw a fellow, it seemed like he was possibly perhaps unhoused uh, and mm-hmm. he was with his with a friend. And he had a pair of Joker pants on in 2021, just half denim, half ha 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 pattern. Yeah. And uh, damn, live your truth, bro. Yeah, he's identifying with he's identifying with the joke. It makes sense. You know,
1: life is unbearably cruel to you. So why not embrace that cruelty and start clowning? You know. And I, I think, it, you know, it's it's can sometimes be more positive than that. I think that's what eventually Jonathan Taylor. I, that's what Tim Allen will learn in Juggalo to Juggalo, that clowning is actually his own corporate life is all amiss. And from J.T.T.'s wise clowning, he can, uh, <laughs> he well, can was just get ahead of I was just struck
0: struck with an amazing idea for Juggalo to Juggalo. What if also the Tim Allen's character is unable to tell a lie? <laughs> You're combining the 90s Bad Father movies? And then, maybe Wait Maybe the whole thing is a TV show
1: Yeah mm. wait. Why, why is... Tim Allen's in a lot of movies Where he's a bad father And he becomes a better father through magic
0: Yeah, I i mean I remember the, the Santa Is it just Claus or is it's it, the it the Santa, Santa Claus? Clause,
1: but it's the Claus spelt as in like a legal Contract because he gets bound into a legal contract by murdering the previous santa claus
0: (laughs) that is a i can't i don't i have no objective like uh take on that movie because i saw it so many times um Mm -hmm. as a child probably 10 times and eventually i think it was just on repeat on the disney channel so uh did they have disney channel up there and Yeah,
1: yeah, but it's called the Family Channel up here. (laughs) It's called something weird and slightly different. The Family Channel. Um, Yeah, all I remember from Santa Claus 1 is that uh, early childhood crush was David Krumholtz playing the surly elf. Was he the
0: the New York (laughs) elf? Like the New York accent Yeah, he's like
1: the New York elf. He's like, fuck you, Santa, you're in a contract now. You fucking murked the previous Santa, now you gotta take the role.
0: You so you had idiot. a thing for that for that elf that's hilarious uh, well,
1: I, well if i'm talking about like childhood crushes we're talking like rufio uh david Crumholtz. Uh, that's all i can think of right now is those I are had the two that my childhood
0: to... crush was the the princess from Neverending story it like made my i think it started puberty for me <laughs> really? I Cause think it kicked off at age eight. I was, my mind exploded. I was
3: like,
1: <laughs>
0: whoa. Because you were a kid.
1: And, you know, you could, because she is called the childlike empress. So, whoa. Don't want to go there.
0: Oh well, yeah, we were uh, we were going there because we're going to talk about. Let's get this out of the way first before we (laughs) before we get into our uh, topic of the day.
1: Let us ask our guest,
0: Marino. (laughs) Before
1: this, had you ever heard of Noah Burleski?
2: No, I I I had not. I was going to say actually, my childhood one of my childhood crushes was. Mila Kunis, who was there only go. 14 when she started on that 70s show,
0: <laughs> but of course I was like 12. Yeah, you, were, you were the so appropriate, it was, appropriate. it
2: was
1: fine. It was yeah. fine for
0: you. <laughs> but yeah. I was, it I was also young totally when, when we were all young when we were having our childhood crushes. But yes,
1: but um, one Mister Noah Berlatsky sees. You know, no, okay. We're exa- I'm exaggerating it too much. I'm exaggerating it too much. The thing is, okay. So there's this guy on the internet. Called Noah Berlatsky. and he's known for for doing, yeah, yeah. Is he Atlantic? Does he write for the Atlantic? Oh wow, sure does. Very funny. No. Uh, And they're, you know, they're a great, they're a great journal. They employ many great people, Uh, and they certainly have great middle brow views. And that's what he is. He's very like this middle brow woke schooled think piece generator, uh, who for a while actually. Uh, was generating some pretty good articles on trans issues because his daughter is trans and uh, he has like a vested emotional interest, and it comes through in his articles. Which uh, and he was he was doing well for a bit there, uh, but it all seems to have come crashing down because people have become aware of his association with an organization called Prostasia. <laughs> and what Prostasia is is a pedophile advocacy organization, which is the most truthful way to put it. Uh, they are into uh, the, uh, they don't want to demonize pedophiles anymore because they say it leads to further child abuse and self-harm with these people who might otherwise be productive members of society if we didn't demonize it so much, which is a little like that old Louis C.K. joke is like, uh, uh, you know, who's also you know problematic, but he had that joke where it's like, uh, If we didn't demonize pedophiles so much, there'd be less dead kids, you know, because, you know, (laughs) in a way. And so they've taken that to the nth degree where they have people doing Mindhunter with pedophiles. They're like, we're going to consult the pedophiles and we'll learn more about child abuse this way. Uh, But it also seems very obvious that it is not just, you know, trying to rehabilitate non-offenders it's more about normalizing
2: um, pedophilia. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's Which more is, about yeah. yeah.
2: Mm. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know nah, about that.
1: Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is much more in the vein of a Nambla, or as we've uh, discussed on this show before, the German doctor Helmut Kentler, oh who God. convinced the German government to uh, set up uh, <laughs> orphans with child abusers, theorizing that they would be able to love them the most. Uh, look up Helmut Kentler. Weird stuff. Oh, yeah. Weird, weird I, stuff. Uh, I'm yeah. S- sadly <laughs> aware of him. You, you are aware of Kentler, because you listen to our podcast. <laughs> I, I think I saw, like,
2: a Washington Post article about it recently.
1: <laughs> Ugh. It's rough. Yeah, everyone, I was
2: astounded, though.
1: Yeah. It's amazing, yeah, how just this, uh, not only, because you think of it as on the edges of society, but mm-hmm. really it just sort of crops up. And what's funny about Prostasia is they have this very common, this very generic NGO design scheme on their website. And if you didn't read any of the text, it would just look like a normal (laughs) website. Also, as Truanon has pointed out, one of the people that they're associated with is this guy that makes child real dolls for sexual purposes. Uh, And, yeah. Uh. And the person looks like riffraff from... Uh, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show So it's just all very unfortunate And apparently Noah Berlatsky Runs fucking PR for these people Because I don't know if he is a, He is a map himself I don't know if he would cop to that uh, A map being a Minor attracted person Which is the new politically correct term For pedophile which oh, we, don't, we don't have
0: to. We don't have to use there. We don't have to humanize. We're, no, these we're people. not
1: gonna. That's not. It's fine. There was <laughs> I, a whole. There was a whole South Park episode. What early South Park episode? Some episodes don't age well. The one where Cartman joins Nambla. They say, "Dude, you fuck children." <laughs> Dude,
3: I, uh, I. Fuck you.
2: <laughs> I saw someone make a joke on Twitter the other day that. Uh, Noah Berlatsky's favorite song was Maps by the yes. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I was very like, oh God, is there some weird pedophile connection? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Maps. No. But uh, that, it ex- mm. that clarifies things. Now that makes sense. I can sense. rest easy now.
1: Yeah. Maps, they don't love you like I love you. Oh boy. Wait, no, it's Wait, they don't love you like I love you. Mac. Mm. Karen O. What's she mm. doing now? Well, mm. I guess. Karen O, oh, lead singer of the Yeah, Yeah, Yaz. Mary Spike heard of them. Jones at one point. Uh, Nick Zinner, this Thin Guy. I kind of like that, but they were okay. I, I was know. during
0: my blackout decade.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Yaz is a good band to blackout to.
0: Well, Noah Berlatsky has gone private on Twitter. He couldn't take the heat. Everyone was going after him. And it's interesting because you had a little interaction with him on your erstwhile formal former Twitter account um, where you kind of called him out on that
1: yeah well I didn't I didn't even call him out okay so what had happened was was that I had posted a comic about uh, Liz Brunig and how her most anodyne opinions seemed to get the most hatred towards her like she like uh, like Liz Brunig will post bad takes occasionally but sometimes she'll just post a like I love my family and here's why cooking is good and then someone will will go nuts on him. Uh, in this case, uh, it was Jude Doyle who then, you know, retweeted my comic and was like, attack, attack this person. Oh, and uh, but uh, then I was talking to some of the Jude Doyle acolytes uh, who had said, like, Liz Brunig is a bad person. Because one time she implied that Noah Berlatsky was a pedophile because Noah Berlatsky was on this trip where. He says that parents are authoritarian tyrants, and he's really big into child autonomy, apparently derived from the philosophies of Shulamith Firestone, uh, who I don't know enough about, but she argued for, like, radical child autonomy. Well, she had
0: schizophrenia, so
1: that's... Well, you know, so did a lot of philosophers, but they made made some good points.
0: Like, which major ones?
1: Didn't Nietzsche? Wasn't Nietzsche a bit of a... Nietzsche? No. I, don't I think know. he had I, don't know. I think he
0: had like d- syphilis that made him demented okay that's the same thing it's the same <laughs> thing uh, <laughs> it's uh but yeah
1: uh, so he advocates for this uh child independence that a lot of people and then Liz Bruning made a joke is like yeah I, I'm not gonna let you within two feet of my kids' elementary school or within fifteen feet you know with the implication you know he's a sex offender and then People on Berlatsky's side got mad. You're slandering him, saying he's a pedophile. And now Brunig appears to be vindicated because yeah. he's part of this overtly pedophile organization. But I was talking with a person, one of Berlatsky's defenders, and I had said that, oh, Berlatsky derived some of his stuff from Foucault, which. Uh, uh, and Foucault obviously campaigned to get rid of underage sex laws in in France, which is, you know. Oh, boy. And then Berlatsky himself, who apparently name searches, oh, yeah. he just named dropped searched. in. Yeah, he, he dropped, dropped in and he said, like, no,
0: I, it's actually Shulamith
1: Firestone. Mm-hmm. And then a guy who is like uh, 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 another uh, 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 MUFo of mine pointed out, "Hey, Berlatsky actually does work for this Prostasia organization." And this was months ago, before any of this drop. And because I was actually, you know, sort of defending Burleski as like, "Look, Burleski problematic, but you know, he tries to do his best. He seems okay." And then someone posts this Prostasia link, and I'm like, so- <laughs> <eww>. and then <laughs> I." St- <laughs> You had the inside scoop. I had the inside scoop. Well, because people knew about this association before. There's a on episode called "West Mapping" about it, which is funny <laughs> if you want to know more. Uh, but um, then I said, Berlatsky is like, uh, like, how do you justify your association with the Prostasia organization? And then the head of the Prostasia organization, who apparently name searches Prostasia, who's now well, going
0: through it. Yeah. He may see. He may have. He probably follows uh, Noah Berlatsky. Yeah, he so. probably follows him. But probably anyway, he
1: follow. got into it, and then in order to just get them off my back, I was like, "Uh, just I'm not gonna do this anymore." I, told not, them I don't. I don't want to wanna be around anymore. That's what I <laughs> yeah, did. yeah. I was like, "Repent now or be damned." Yeah. And so, yeah, I've just had this. I have this weird personal Twitter running with Noah Berlatsky. And so months later, now that a mass of people are finding out his weird association. Um, and you know what might have started it is because I don't know what his take on Candyman was, but he just had one of his classic, you know, bad, overly
2: performatively white guy woke takes on it was Candyman. Like, it was like, why is Candyman haunting a black neighborhood? I, he should be haunting a white neighborhood. type. Yeah, yeah. Like, just like, it's basically tantamount to saying, I don't see color, but in yeah. film criticism form.
1: Yeah, so it was the really god-awful take, which is what people... And then uh, big, uh, one person commented, hey, you know he's in this organization, right? And then a big account retweeted it, and now everybody knows about it because you just had to be annoying about a movie. And so that's, uh, that's just... It's just a funny tale of the internet. Noah Berlatsky, I... Not Godspeed. I don't wish you Godspeed. I... Stop. Immediately and, and reevaluate your, your life. Yeah, Move, move, move to Thailand like you always wanted to uh, move to Southeastern Asia. Uh, no, that's that's bad. A lot of child trafficking goes goes around there and it's sad. But uh, speaking of uh, child trafficking, uh, the We Foundation, which associates <laughs> with Justin Trudeau, which associates with the new snap election in Canada. Oh, my which, God. Which is why that is the real reason we have Marino on, because Marino uh, is is more in tune with the Canadian political scene than the average bear. Oh, and, boy.
2: Yeah. Well, definitely, ap- yeah. I do appreciate that. I would say... Uh, I, I have a weird relationship with politics where I just have good critical thinking skills and listen to smart people on Twitter, but I don't read a lot. So sometimes it can be difficult for me to back up my points or something. But yeah, the snap election. You're
1: describing you're describing 90
2: percent of the people that have podcasts. (laughs) Uh. Uh, This the No Berlatsky thing was nice to have on Twitter because it was like, well, the prostasia shit and all that is abhorrent. It was at least very funny to see yeah. him get royally dunked on. The rest of Twitter with this snap election has been just taxing. And, you know, no one wanted this election. It was a callous power grab gamble because the polls looked good for Justin Trudeau. He's kind of basically just gunning for a majority. And now it's looking like it's going to either be a liberal minority or conservative minority either way. And liberals, every single election cycle, what grinds my gears the most is these like Unimaginative centrist, like liberal types who insist that strategic voting is the only way, and it's just like exhausting. Justin Trudeau has been in power for six years, and he has not kept his first past the pro uh, promise. He has not voted for pharmacare when the NDP proposed it. He rejected the wealth tax, voting very similar to conservatives in a lot of regards. But uh, these like shit libs, for uh, lack of a better term, try to frame it as like it, you got to keep conservatives out at all costs. I'll further uh, and just like here's one tweet that was especially making the rounds and it goes into the Wee thing and this was the dumbest thing I've ever read student debt is so high because Jagmeet Singh joined this conservative party in killing Wee charity killing tens of thousands of student summer jobs and killing African charitable work building schools and wells fuck Singh and the horse he rode in on I'm sorry student debt would be solved by like underpaid jobs with some white savior cult yeah. like, like I'm sorry it's just like and crap like that and it's just like, I don't know, the whole thing has already been incredibly taxing, and I live in Carolyn Bennett's riding. Carolyn Bennett is like a microcosm of the problems with the liberal party who, who she, is Carolyn Bennett for our American listeners who Carolyn Bennett, let me look her up
1: look up this look up this lady, this lady of the evening so while what, you're not, looking she's that not up. a she's not a sex worker she's just she just likes
0: the night oh, air that's uh, <laughs> that's I I may have. I said something you I didn't mean to. Think. Can just take a little, take a little word timeout for. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no more words for a while.
0: I'm at a, I see a, a poll that came out uh, for the for the federal. What is it? You got some kind of federal model, and we it's got it. looking like yeah. it's gonna be like a real. It's looking like is the LPC the liberals? They're the liberals. Mm. They're Looks the like they're gonna do bad. They're doing real bad. Yeah, uh,
2: they—they're uh, they, starting to dip big time in the polls. Looks yeah. like but they're
0: gonna lose 17 seats. Yep. <laughs> what? Uh,
2: Carolyn Bennett is a Liberal MP. She's the Minister of Crown Indigenous Relations. Yeah, which has been like a notoriously fumbled file by the Liberal Party of Canada. They rejected an inquiry that found basically that Canada had committed genocide against indigenous people they are currently taking indigenous kids to court all while like talking a big name of like platitudes they did commit some money to like discovering like more graves in residential schools but it's i don't know and then she like recently made some disparaging comments against jody wilson raybold who is indigenous who like left the liberal party because of some drama with the leadership I, i forget it all sorry
1: but, uh, oh, no, we weren't asking a question. It, uh, but, yeah, the the whole Carolyn Bennett versus Jody Wilson-Raybould thing was a real fucking... Well, you know, Trudeau has been pictured in blackface a lot. So yeah. The Liberal Party has uh, sort of had to work, work its way out of this. Uh, they seem even more uh, committed to racism in that doofy liberal way Than than even the conservative party now, or they have more overt associations with racism than Mm -hmm. the conservatives now, which is uh, very funny. Uh, And so Carolyn Bennett, uh, essentially, Jody Wilson-Raybould, she just, she criticized the liberals for their poor record on indigenous rights, and she got shit-canned by internal party mechanisms for it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's a real shame. It's a, and it sort of uh, puts a, a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, especially
2: after the mass discovery of all these graves. Exactly. It just seems like hypocritical. And it just seems like the liberals are closer to conservatives, by all accounts, than the, the New Democratic Party. I'm mm-hmm. voting NDP in this election, mm-hmm. but I don't want to make it seem like I'm a, even an NDP partisan. As far as I'm concerned, they don't go far enough. I just no, think they that never do. That the 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 modern perception of what these parties are is just so skewed. And then you have it's problematized by these very, very like questionable liberal partisans who are just like I just think working against the left like the liberal has liberals have not kept their promises. And going back to like my writing, if I just stuck to this whole idea that we should vote strategically, Mm -hmm. my writing has flipped conservative to liberal like this entire federally its entire time but provincially we elected an NDP a mm. member of provincial parliament named Jill Andrew so there's mm-hmm. precedent already that it can't be polled really that we elected an NDP member so like don't like these strategic voting entreaties are putting a lot of stock in polls polling numbers and this like easily disprovable idea that the liberals are like a realistic progressive option still. And it's at this point, I'm just like, kind of getting just like mad at them online and like i the the past couple of elections i have had people in my life be just scolding and condescending and smug about this liberal about this strategic voting thing your it,
1: liberal friend your liberal professional friends who is the it, type of person that is scolding to you can you my ex-girlfriend who
2: thought fucking kamala harris <sharp inhale> was fucking, worthwhile fucking bitch fuck <laughs> I'm not, no, 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 no no she's she's no. fine she's I'm fine i'm sure she hadn't she had like a lot of redeeming qualities but well she's
0: our guest on the show
2: next week so (laughs) i had a i had a recent friend group like tangential friends Mm -hmm. let me let me me also say i can tolerate like my gamer friends who are apolitical and like vote liberal and like they're not informed that's fine but Mm -hmm. when you're like when you have convictions about the liberal party at this point there are problems and i had like a tangential friend sort of situation and I got sort of like into this Facebook group chat. He always had these parties where he would like invite, like cross the streams and invite all these different friend groups. So I just randomly ended up in this group chat and he started posting these memes that I like back searched and they were coming from the neoliberal subreddit. There was a dude in there who was tone policing about ACAB. He said like, oh, I'm a social Democrat, but like, yeah, uh, let's justify any U.S. imperialism by uh, it's better that the U.S. does it than the commies. Uh-oh, we wouldn't want commies coming in. And uh, it's just like that kind of crap, just this implicit idea that um, West is best, like, like, classical liberalism will save us and mm. he wants like just like use the word tanky in a derogatory term and he was like <laughs> I expected better from you and I'm like wow you're fucking stupid and then the last thing he messaged me after like things were fraught I blocked his stupid Cab tone policing <laughs> friend the Cab tone policing friend also did like uh innocent but proving guilty with Jeffrey Epstein After Uh, uh, what? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Wait. uh, Okay. So is that from the neoliberal subreddit? No, that was just from, I guess, his friend group that thinks like this. His friend group thinks that Jeffrey Epstein, like. this This one dude was like, Jeffrey Epstein. oh, let's not let the woke mob thing. But like at that point, (laughs) the woke mob at at that point, at that point, he had already been fucking convicted, like in Florida recently. Like this was when he was just getting big. And it's like, you're just like, you just don't know who Jeffrey Epstein is. Like get the, what the fuck? Kanye
1: inviting uh, Jeff would have invited Jeffrey Epstein to the Donda listening party.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. The last thing that, my this neoliberal friend of mine sent me was it was like the day that afghanistan was taken over and he was like man this is this is terrible just like the fall of saigon and like (laughs) i don't even know like if he really meant like the taliban is the same as the Viet Cong i'm sure he thinks so but at that point i was just like all right boop check out cut off all contract and like no regrets. He tried right, messaging me on fucking LinkedIn three days later and I blocked him there too. Like when there's just a point where that, like, I don't know. I've never done this to like someone with just like normie liberal values yeah. or whatever. But like, it was like back when I cut off contact with my Tory friend, when you start coming in and you're like, uh, Joe Biden's a socialist, BLM is the bane of existence because yeah. it's ruining basketball for me. Uh, <laughs> like, like there's, there's no, uh, there, there I just want to become a non-person to you. Yes,
1: I well, I think there because I can have people who I vehemently disagree with, but usually there's something else that's keeping the friendship there. You know, some mm-hmm. common interest or like, mm-hmm. a pod, and yes. if you don't have that, yeah. <laughs> 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 well, th- th- what's also weird about neoliberalism and why like the the memes on our neoliberal always seem like self-parody is because it's very internally inconsistent. You know, the mm-hmm. message of the left is we can help everybody and the message of the right is only care about yourself and the message of neoliberalism is only care about yourself and help everybody.
2: Which is Yeah. Yeah. So seem, it, it, yeah. You know what? They seem concerned with being right all the time like being correct or doing the most pragmatic realistic utilitarian option i just think it's an unrealistic way to be and i just think it's like these people just don't want to have an ideology and they're like placated by their own like comfort in society and how Mm -hmm. it works for them unwittingly and i just think it's all very very dumb i also would like be like raise the usual arguments oh justin Trudeau selling fucking arms to yemen blah 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 this that uh fueling a war in saudi arabia uh and it's just like it would always be like oh geopolitics is complicated and it's just like why don't no, why don't why don't, our, why don't our leaders have a fucking spine
1: yeah i mean it's I not know. well i don't know i i speaking of that i've been impressed with joe biden recently uh, surprisingly i have too and i was not he, he's accidentally woke a lot He's, well, he's, he's, sometimes, did you see him fall asleep during the meeting with Naftali Bennett? That, I did. <laughs> my president. He's my president. Democracy. <laughs>
0: democracy. Afghanistan democracy. Afghanistan <laughs> <laughs> democracy. Oh, no. My, oh, no. my computer broke. No, I'm okay. Um, Joe Biden is, like, sleeping his way through the Afghanistan pullout, and there's going to be, like, Benghazi... Hype hearings on this shit for the next like sixteen years. Yeah. So it's it it, while he is doing a good thing, it's gonna be annoying now. Yeah. It's gonna be all that uh, anyone talks about. It sucks that those thirteen Marines were all like twenty. Like that's that I looked it up. They're all like twenty years old. (laughs) It's like wow. I'm just sad that like there's no one in their life to be like don't 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 take the military. Yeah. They were barely born when, like, the war had started, so... Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's like, I don't think video games are violent, but some video games will make you join the military. And so I blame Call of Duty for their deaths more than I blame Joe Biden.
0: Yeah. It's, an, it's a sad state of affairs and there's uh, it's going to be now going to be super annoying like Benghazi yeah. was. So.
1: And it's, I mean, it's also, people aren't wrong when they say by doing this, he is actually hurting his chances at re-election. He is, he's doing, because the only people that seem unguardedly happy about this are the anti-imperious, anti-imperialist left. You know, no one on the right is happy about this, you know, even though... All the Trump people that were saying we should pull out of Afghanistan, you know, now they have to double back and say, No, actually he's doing it wrong as if Trump would have done this better.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have to try like who do you think the group of people are that are responsible for Biden winning? Like it's as far as I know, it's like sort of center right suburbanites.
1: Yeah, and I think this move is is want to turn off turn off a lot of them.
0: Hopefully mm-hmm. they're all just like in one too many white claws deep at this point in the summer to realize anything is going on in the news yeah. but the friggin news has had headlines like the new york times loves this shit they're like there's been a, a a block major headline like every day this week about afghanistan from the new york times yeah so that's and that's what the center-right suburbanites love to read But it's also,
1: you know, speaking of the Brunig's again, Matt Brunig posted an interesting, well, not interesting, but just instructive of what's happening. Thus far, there have been 13 soldier deaths in Afghanistan, U.S. soldier deaths in Afghanistan, which is pretty low. (laughs) Like if you're going on a yearly basis, like it's uh, the height of U.S. soldier deaths were under uh, Obama. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they've they've really gone down since then. So I, I don't know if you can particularly accuse Biden of. What what
0: specifically are they accusing him of fudging fudging up? I don't I mean they're just the, the that's the thing that you can't he's right when he's what he's saying and the way he's saying it is annoying but he's right that you can't really do this without some shit happening. They're yeah. going to try to blow you up when you're evacuating. And also it's not as if we aren't cooperating with the Taliban or
1: have, you know, any any ideas of how to quell this hatred. There is, to some degree, mutually beneficial handoffs of power because the U.S. Ex- uh, you know, acknowledged something that should have realized you know 17 years ago, which was you can't, you can't do this. We tried to do it in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. Tried to do it in Korea. We're still paying for that decision. And uh, yeah, interventionist policy is all around just a huge drain and it is never, n- ever worth it. Mm Because people always want to, the people that you're invading just want autonomy, which, you know, uh, I don't know if the Taliban is popular, but they definitely have more of a vested interest in maintaining their stake on that land than any soldier does. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah.
2: It seems like, uh, I mean, Biden's just, it's not profitable anymore. Like yeah. that's, that's not like really a, a real like legitimate anti-imperialist impulse driving it. I think he's just up there like making the tough decision. To, uh, it's just not bankrollable properly anymore. That's the yeah. sense that I get.
1: You th- I wonder who's advising because you know I'm not. Biden's not making this decision in a vacuum. Somebody's obviously advising him that. Blink uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think Blink so. The,
2: the the sleepy time chamomile tea bear. It's there blinking. you go. Who's blinking now?
1: maybe it's just like Biden's old, so he is doing this unilateral. like Afghanistan, ah oh, man, I don't want to have to think about that. Let's that's just over. stop.
3: Let's that's just over. <laughs> over.
1: What? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's that's one thing. One less one less thing on the list there, Jack. Uh, I'm going to bedtime. I don't know. Maybe Biden will. It is going to be like Baby's Day Out, where he which we I reference far too much on yeah. this show.
0: You, that's like the sixth time.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's become a recurring bit. But or maybe Forrest Gump where somebody just ends up drifting through uh, drifting through
0: something and accidentally succeeding. I'm getting a bad feeling. I don't I I disagree. I think that the 2024 election is now looking kind of scary because we got coronavirus getting worse again. Yeah. So people are going to have another bad taste in their mouth. Uh, it, the inflation is going up and every time it goes up another month, they're like, but it's probably not going to go up anymore. And then it does. Yeah. Uh, and then this, uh, you know, the foreign policy stuff that's happening. Uh, I think we'll have a bad 2022. And then if unless he can do something good what he
1: what he needs to do like immediately while the house is while they still have both uh the house and the senate which can't happen because joe manchin and kristin cinema exist but uh oh my god pass some sort of ubi oh that oh yeah that's not that's never yeah it can't happen but
2: that would be the thing to keep them in power Do you think, uh, I think UBI is kind of a band-aid solution for capitalism, but I I would definitely benefit from it, especially considering the kind of work that I want to do and how I hate like conventional jobs. Do do you think there will ever be a chance of that happening in in (laughs) Canada?
1: (laughs) Well, I I I think (laughs) broadly the experiment with CERB worked before it was shit-canned by the conservatives. Uh, Um, We did have, the the provincial conservatives, Ontario had a very Mm -hmm. successful
2: UBI pilot program. We did. We did. Shit, uh, I, would, I would be all over that,
0: and then I would try to make it as like a like an online guy. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I don't think being, being an online guy seems like it makes people unhappy, and then they yeah. do, and then they do or say something that makes them ostracized, and then they get even more unhappy. So
2: yeah, it could be that. I mean, no, I just want to like resell Hot Wheels and shoot videos where I find the Hot Wheels and hunt for the Hot Wheels on YouTube. <laughs> that, that, I could be that kind of online guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty
1: good, yeah. I think that's, that's the key to do it. If you're gonna be an online guy, find a niche of thing and only do that thing mm-hmm. and never do anything like the, the, uh, the military rations guy who reviews military rations.
0: I love those videos. Or those, guys that, in eat, the background. those guys that eat like, the spoiled meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you seen those guys? Yeah. LA Beast. <laughs> they eat like the rotten meat, and then they get high from it. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. That's they I get
2: love, high
1: from the rotten meat.
2: Yes. I love random YouTube rabbit holes. That's, I like. what,
0: they, that's what they claim. Yeah. Okay. I
2: okay. watch this dude who does like urban stealth camping, but it's like it's just like how to be homeless. Okay. <laughs> but it's cool. It's just like yeah, it's just like no tent just like random forest in the parking lot.
1: All right, yeah. Urban stealth camping. What do you sleep in a tree?
2: He's got like all sorts of different setups, hammocks, uh sometimes nice. has a boondocking rig. Like he used to like live out of a truck and now he has like a successful gas fitting business or something too.
1: That's that's I like it when houseless
0: people are also successful entrepreneurs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're like I I uh <laughs> I refurnish um Fire hydrants, uh, that's my day job, because <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I just got all the experience like undoing the fire hydrants to right, get, right. get water. Yeah. You've you, you become the ultimate fire hydrant plumber. They call fire, this guy. Fire hydrant maintenance is always like a monopoly in whatever town you're in. It's interesting. If you look it up, there's always only one fire hydrant maintenance company. Interesting. Like a good old boy network that we need yeah. to dismantle. I think we need to start a fire hydrant maintenance company.
2: The thing that interests me is the whole McDonald's, like, uh, ice cream machine racket. Mm -hmm. And how, like, I don't know, there was a YouTube video about the whole thing that basically uncovered what everyone knew. They have some deal with the repair company. They're made, basically, to break.
0: Yeah, because they're always (laughs) broke. someone noticed, like, every time you go to McDonald's, they're like, ice cream machine is broken. It's on the fritz. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they started, then they did like data analysis. Someone hacked the, somehow they got access to like the, like all, a list of all the McDonald's and all the ice cream machines and then mm. figured out when all of them were broken or not and then they made it into a nice website. So. People are getting mm-hmm. real good with that web development these days
2: nice <laughs> mm-hmm. good to know because McDonald's does have the best like fast food soft serve ice cream bar none you know, uh, you know, M- I McDonald's that opinion.
1: knocks it out of the park in a lot of stuff McDonald's, McDonald's coffee is famously good yeah
0: so Go do McDonald's we're not being paid by McDonald's we just we just love we it. would be Yeah, <laughs> that certainly could be something we would be interested in yeah uh, House of decline at gmail.com.
1: It's just going to be an
0: hour of me eating a McDouble.
1: (laughs) That's all you're going to be hearing. Me eating a McDouble's for an hour. They don't seem
2: like more evil than any other corporation.
1: I'm sure sure they have their fingers in the founder. They, I'm oh, yeah. sure. I'm sure okay. there's some something in McDonald's where it's like they have to kill a Palestinian kid every oh, year God. in order to get you know the the McRib no. is tied to what, how many
2: Palestinian kids are dying. Oh God, it's, that's <laughs> so why. Oh, I shouldn't make this joke
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> are, were you
2: gonna make a pork joke yes I was gonna yeah, make a pork, gonna make joke, a pork, pork I, I joke I can't I can't make that you joke. can't
1: you can't make that joke because you're I just can't, Italian. I can't rely
2: on like my my half Sicilian like, eight, <laughs> like mm. generations back might have had some Arab affiliation there uh, you I, go I, I, no license <laughs> you cause you kind
1: of you kind of have you ever been mistaken for an Arab oh. person oh
2: all the time I get uh, if I don't get Italian or Greek I usually get Iranian or yeah. Armenian or something like that i mean like yeah there's definitely a lot of overlap i'm not going to be one of those yo we're a person of color yeah no, yeah no, you're, you're gonna no. be
1: just like uh uh what's his face in do the right thing you're gonna be like john torturo and do the right thing
2: <laughs> my uh my mom's sicilian and my dad loves to give her a hard time about her uh arab heritage as a fun joke <laughs> my dad's uh was my your dad dad's... some kind of history nerd <laughs> no no... <Yeah. laughs> no but he is a bit of a uh Mussolini, apologist. Well,
1: (laughs) well, you know, he (laughs) did did
2: make make good pasta. Yeah, and the (laughs) the pasta he made was real good. It's funny, but my dad is, he's from Rome, but he's also pretty tan, and his last name's Greco. So, like, like, dude, your history, like, you were all over the place, traveling. Your ancestors were traveling around. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, all the, like, the, the the DNA of Italians now is very, very not the same as the DNA of Romans 2,000 years ago. Mm-mm. There was, like, They've, huge invasion of, like, Turkic people at some point. Um, oh, we're, like,
2: we're just a huge island peninsula sort of in the smack Stab the middle of like the Mediterranean there with European influence, Northern Africa, yeah. mm-hmm. African like at, influence. At
0: one point, some Vikings came down and conquered part of it and got yeah. their they got their DNA in the mix. And like the, yeah. the Byzantine Empire held major parts <sighs> of Italy for a very large long time. It's all kinds of different.
2: Who initially like, conquered Rome? DNA. It was the Visigoths or yep. something. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, all
0: all sorts of it's a you know the original melting pot. Fun yeah. fact, most
1: Italian-Americans' DNA is completely Irish.
2: <laughs>
1: really? It's just completely Irish. You yeah, know, it's green DNA. It's a house it, of decline fact. That's a house of decline <laughs> fact. The I, it, like the, the DNA they... recombinates to the beat of Jump Around by Everlast.
2: That's why there are weird like,
1: areas. Not Everlast, in the House U- of Pain. <laughs> that, are, that's there why what? there
2: are weird areas in the U.S. where they call red sauce gravy. Exactly, yeah. exactly, <laughs> precisely, because they're Irish.
1: They're just Irish guys. The Irishman is about how Italians are actually Irish.
0: Fuck, That's what Martin Scorsese is. Yeah. I had to make tomato sauce recently because the Instacart guy or lady, and I put five tomatoes and I got five pounds of tomatoes. Hey,
2: that's not bad.
0: that's not a bad problem to have. Uh, it kind of was a bad <laughs> problem to have.
1: I was it Italian can never have too many tomatoes. Well, huh? To
0: make the tomato sauce, oh, you sauce, have too
1: many tomatoes. That's you, not a, a problem. That's work. like saying I have too much Coke. You know, I can never <laughs> can never have enough.
0: Listen, when you're making tomato sauce, you have to boil each one and peel it, mm. and then cut out the seeds and the middle part, and then boil it again for like six hours. And then if you fuck up, you're kind of screwed. You got to add more tomatoes. So I, I fucked up cuz they were like the recipe yeah. was like add sugar and I was like, "All right, I'll add sugar." I like that didn't I shouldn't have added sugar. You don't need to add sugar. Mm. It was
2: bad. That's so a, adding sugar is a very controversial uh, technique cuz it doesn't act it's like said to offset the acidity, but it doesn't really do that. There's actually. no need to do it.
0: And so yeah. then I was like, this I got some sweet tomato sauce. So then I had to add more tomatoes. So I had to re- rinse and repeat. And all of a it's like eight hours of tomato-based activities. You are right, though. Fresh tomatoes are a big bitch to make
2: into a sauce. Yeah,
1: yeah but for an Italian, every tomato is a gift. Oh.
2: I got to... You know what? I'm going to say something controversial here, though. Sure. Raw tomatoes, like just in a salad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're not... Well, okay, oh, for yeah. a raw
1: tomato to work, it has to be like... Tomatoes Perfect. in general are are like... The way that we farm them and the way that we mass produce them makes them taste like shit, and it like, mm-hmm. makes them taste like watery garbage.
2: They're picked underripe because otherwise they would crush themselves in transport, and they're artificially ripened. so yeah. like, you do have to like look for like good heirloom tomatoes or yeah. cherry tomatoes. That's where you get like the good popping flavor. But even then, like it's just better cooked to me. There are mm-hmm. definitely Italians out there though. They're like, oh yeah, tomato in any form is like God's gift to man. And, uh, it's yeah. not not to me. You're, e- you're eating the right tomatoes.
1: Let's put it that way. But it's, yeah. It's that, uh, you know, that that's that weird thing where it says, oh, pizza's like sex. Even when it's bad, it's pretty good. That's not true
2: at all. Th- those okay. people have never had a McCain's pizza premiere. <laughs> the worst yeah. pizza I have ever had.
1: McCain's pizza premiere is the unfinished hand job of pizzas. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, and uh, uh, the snap election, we should, we should get back yeah, to the snap it, election. We, we is there anything, course. but no, I think we covered most of it because what this election is mostly about is the hubris of the liberals, mm-hmm. uh, finally coming to a head. Uh, what do we think of Jogmeet Singh?
2: What do we think of Jagmeet? I like him. I don't honestly, I'm just voting based on a shallow understanding of his policies and yeah. like an idea that he might get some stuff done that Justin Trudeau didn't that all said I will repeat like I've been I'm going hard on Twitter too as yeah. as, as you guys can probably attest to but it's like I'm still not a card carrying member I still think they could go farther farther because like he's like pledging to like for example undo uh or, or absolve student debt interest or something Mm-hmm. But it's like just cancel all student debt whatsoever and make tuition free should be the example. But maybe that's still seen as yeah. extreme. I, I, guess where yeah. I guess where I'm getting at with this is I could totally see him also getting into power and then pivoting to the right the same way that Trudeau did. And that's my greatest fear. I just hope that there is some relief for young people in terms of housing policy, pharmacare, all that good stuff, better relations with indigenous and just a more authentic yeah. Uh, progressiveness.
1: What I hope for, for Jogmeet is that uh, maybe this past year has made him realizing that actually pivoting to the left helps him a lot. Mm-hmm. Because basically, and you, what did it to me was uh, actually Sheikh Jarrah. Sheikh Jarrah kind of rattled him enough to actually uh, start saying, hey, Canada should stop sending all these weapons to Israel. Uh, which and uh, previous to that, it, it had been mm-hmm. like pulling teeth to try to get the NDP to say anything about Israel.
2: It's and very s- tough in Canada to be anti-Israel. I would say harder than in the states. Yeah, yeah, and so sadly,
1: uh, yeah, because uh, it's just you know we're we're tight with them. We are bonded with Israel as an ally country, and uh, because you know uh, it's very rooted here that any criticism of Israel is anti-Semitism. But uh, Jagmeet Singh. Did the right thing and after years of his, the left part of the NDP begging him to please say something about Israel please, he finally did and since then he's gone on he's gone on to like suggest universal pharma he says day one we're you know ending all the boil water notices on indigenous reserves that's like day one that's another the first thing we're doing
2: Another file that Justin Trudeau has notoriously failed on. Yeah. Like just an easy low ball win for the liberals. It would have been
1: because I talked to a liberal. There's this liberal person. I know this liberal friend of mine at the dog park. I like him, but he's very much dogmatically liberal. Mm. Uh, He he actually holds the beliefs. And, you know, when I talk to him about Israel or when I talk to him, why doesn't the liberal party embrace this? Or why doesn't the liberal party, you know, embrace the boil water reserves? He says to me, and reasonably, but also, you know, horrifyingly that, look, those don't pull well, so they're not priorities. You know, people don't tend to care about them, Uh, which, you know, is monstrous because it's like, no, it's like it doesn't matter. It's the right thing to do. Right. That's why you try and achieve power. You know, if you're always concerned with maintaining power, I I mean, that is like the one way that electoralism And sometimes why I'm more amenable to like a one party system is that you're just constantly campaigning so you can never actually there's more pressure on you to not make principled unpopular decisions.
2: I mean Um, yeah and like democracy is so often Just a a, an illusory choice Anyway like again what's the most Likely result for this fucking election Going to be a liberal or conservative minority Well great show me Is this going to be the same shit like Mm -hmm. I feel like I've been Alive and like my entire adult life Absolutely nothing has changed and it's Gotten worse so So what is it now Also cynical about uh, electoralism Sorry go ahead Stephen what is it now what's the Makeup of it now
0: Liberal majority Minority Uh, Oh, they're a minority still? Okay. And they don't mm-hmm. I think
2: they were gunning for a majority. Okay. Okay.
0: So what I was reading was that, like, it has something to do with some vaccine mandate they want to do. Is that Was that true? That, uh, who's I was on the BBC. You're they, on they the Beeb? Like, What's uh, the Beeb B- saying? BBC was saying that's, that's the why they were doing the um, election, was because they wanted to get a majority, so they have, like, a clear mandate to do the vaccine mandate.
1: Uh yeah I mean I guess the value that's I think that's probably portraying it in the most favorable light to them I think they just wanted a majority because they just want more power in general they want Mm -hmm. they want to be less people to answer to Because, you know, they could pass a vaccine mandate, I'm sure, like, uh, uh, with the aid of the NDP as well. They're just also not interested in building coalitions with the NDP as well. Yeah, that's Uh.
2: another thing that really frustrates me is, like, there's a constant entreaty that we have to work with the Liberal Party or that. But if the NDP, but they never work with the NDP, they've been very resistant to working with the NDP, who are the, I believe, official opposition right now. Mm. Are Are they? No, maybe. not. I think the cons still are. But at any rate, like there's enough left in parliament that supposedly with that kind of makeup that yeah. they should they should be able to get more done. But I I think like 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 you said, it, it is just they don't want it. They want the glory all for themselves. And again, it comes back to liberal hubris. Yeah. And it's just like, honestly, considering the liberal voting record and the conservative voting record, if there ends up with a conservative minority, I'm going to like kind of just be very, very enjoying of the sadness (laughs) of partisan liberals. I'm sorry. I don't think anything's going to be made too much worse for like, minorities or, or, or of any kind On, like honestly i think it will probably placate a lot of like grumpy conservatives who only care about identity politics and then nothing really is going to change in terms like maybe like like it'll be worse it will yeah. be worse i let's not i'm not going to get so blackpilled and deluded yeah. but like it's going to be so minimal that i'm definitely going to enjoy the liberals being foisted by their own petard
1: So, yeah, the anti electoral like there is a greater gulf in governance between Trump and Biden than there is between Aaron O'Toole and Justin Trudeau.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, getting blackpilled about electoralism on this election is is fine. (laughs) Hell yeah. Thank uh, you. Mm -hmm. I'm still I'm still probably going to vote for NDP. In my writing, It super doesn't matter because the liberal candidate, you know, will
2: win every time. I'm Uh, never I will never vote Tory in my life unless some sort of like you know american shift like how the democrats shifted
0: yeah, yeah. happens
2: yeah like that that's the only thing that could happen well
0: what, what we're leaving out and you know we're, we're kind of legally obligated to include the uh, as a canadian podcast our french brothers and sisters um, oh. because uh uh, they also are running in the election. To, is it the Banque Quebecois? <laughs>
1: the Banque Quebec. Yes, it's the Banque Quebecois. What does the
0: B stand for? It's le Bloc. Le, le Bloc Quebecois. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's not a. They're not a
1: banque. They're a block. Uh, who are actually in. Some respects the most left wing party in Canada. But
0: that's all we have time for when it comes to the French people. So moving on. (laughs) Uh, Allons y!
1: (laughs) Allons
2: y! Quebec rules. It is like a European province in the middle of this North American uh, country. Yeah, but Uh, also
1: like hearty Europe where everybody eats like chili and like uh, gravy curds. mm -hmm. And you know, not like snooty Europe.
2: And when you hit and when you stop at uh, the local gas station, you get hit on by a
0: French MILF. True story.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell Hello. yeah. <laughs>
0: I stopped at High a gas station outside of Montreal, but there was only only dudes in there, and I was very I was like, <laughs> what do I do I'm here? Sorry. Am I gonna speak French? Do I have to speak French? What's the deal? Uh what's the what's the Quebecois for Glory Hole? Hau <laughs> de Glory. Uh, well, well glory in French is Glor, I think. Dwar. Glor, G L O R. It's
1: hard to say. It's funny because the French slang, the French slang for pussy, is just the French word for kid, French female word for cat. It's shot.
0: That's not true anymore. That's not true anymore. That's, that's over. That's uh, yeah. That's old slang. Yeah, that's not. They.
1: What's the, the new French slang
0: for pussy? I don't know, Steven? but I just, I just know that that is not <laughs> what they. They have a lot of words, like we do. Yes. Probably more, because they, they really love the, you know, they really love the stuff. They can't get enough. They
1: do. They love, <laughs> the French love pussy. Those frogs sure love pussy, you know?
2: Um, yeah, I looked up Quebecois glory hole, uh, and it looks like they just call it a glory hole. Like, you saw glory hole in <laughs> Montreal, oh, Glo- Quebec? Hall? It looks yeah. like someone's it's looking a, for glory holes it's in a lone a word.
1: Yeah, that's a very funny thing in, like, French—in French language, they won't translate uh, English words. Uh, So Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in France is just Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's it's
0: just— Well, they set up a a whole— They've set up, like, a (laughs) whole part of their government that tries to force people to not do that. It's such a problem for them because they're trying to keep the French language pure— outside with no outside influence and so they're always there's a whole like ministerial department for coming up with words for loan words that get too popular so they didn't want like computer to become a french Mm -hmm. word so they had to come up with ordinateur ordinateur Mm -hmm. which is you know like ordinal cardinal ordinal i don't know but it most french people i mean i think ordinateur did stick but there's a lot of loan words that didn't Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. i've always found the uh, i'm an english major uh but i'm not a linguist by any means but i've always found the french approach to language very restrictive and i don't know kind of against the spirit of language but i get it <laughs> i don't know is that dumb this no this whole language fuck this entire leg no no i just think against that language the language spirit no, I, I think the spirit of language in general, I think language should be free and evolving. But I also like understand the impulse of wanting to like protect your language from like a subsuming cultural force that is like yeah. overwhelmingly dominant.
1: But I, yeah, I think it depends on where French is practiced, because, you know, French in France is very different than, say, like uh, French in an African country, which I'm sure mm. is like those dialects of French. Actually, I don't know because they are usually are educated with formal French education. So I wonder how and then, much and they there's do also end up very...
0: an element of colonial like domination and then punishment mm. for getting the French wrong in African countries. Yeah. So it's it, it's actually kind of uh, I don't know. Intersectional no, no, you're you're in a, in a yeah. legitimate way. Um, no, you're convincing me. French actually is a, a very bad. <laughs> well. For, so it, there's I we you know got thirty seconds left. But this is the difference between prescriptivism and descriptivism, yeah, uh, yeah. which you can go and Google. And the French are prescriptivists, which means you've got to follow the rules. We're going to impose the rules on you. And the descriptivists are like more like, no, nah, language is like... You know, you kind of just make it up as you go. Hey, Hell man, yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. jazz, man. It's like words are yeah. like
1: jazz. Yeah, zip, top doobity, beep,
2: yeah. Yeah. That, also, Those are words. I should also take this moment to say I also like and write poetry.
0: Hell yeah! All right, porn. well we're at the we're at the plug time. So where can we find your poetry?
2: Uh, currently nowhere because I am horribly out of practice as a writer, but I will plug my podcast, Big Shiny Takes. It is a show where we look at the worst Canadian columnists and lampoon them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it wherever you get your favorite
1: podcasts. It's a great show. They're smack dab in the middle of their worst Canadian columnist competition. Who Thank will you, win? Alex. Who will win? Uh, tune in to find out. When it, and also follow their Twitter where they are polling at Big
2: Shiny Takes,
0: Yeah, go to BigShinyTakes.com, and I believe there's a Patreon. Is it Patreon.com slash BigShinyTakes?
2: That is correct. Thank you very much, guys, for, like, filling in all the check marks. We don't even plug this stuff, like, regularly on our own podcast, Mm. so it's good. They say, like, you're supposed to uh, market yourself as much as you do the creative work. Uh,
1: Are you the ears of a crust punk? Because you got plugs. (laughs) (laughs) So, thank you so much for coming on, Marina. (laughs) Absolutely a a pleasure. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.